Good evening, everyone, and welcome Hello. to the Funbox Monster Podcast. My name is Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And tonight, we are going to be covering the film Slaughterhouse Rock. Yeah, because not Slaughter, not Slaughterhouse, but Slaughterhouse Rock. Yes, uh, a movie that promises an awful lot and delivers not quite as much as it promises, I, I would say. I love this movie. I find that fascinating. I will admit that it is a bad movie. It is a broken movie. Uh, if you're looking for logic, good luck. If you're looking for it to make sense or anything, like good luck. But good luck. It, it it packs the fun gore, it packs the babes, and it packs that definite '80s slasher feel. That like, if I rented this when it came out in 1988 and brought it home, I'd be happy. I'd be like, that's a fun rental. Like whatever. Huh. It's it's not okay. it's not mind blowing. It's not great, but I don't find it. I don't find it ever really. It gets boring a couple times. Oh my god, I feel like it's... Okay, it's not... <laughs> maybe it's not that it's boring a lot of the times. This movie is a fascinating amount of incomprehensible. Yes. Uh, and not even because the plot is poorly put together. I mean, the pl- there's barely any plot to the movie. It's, yeah. it's rehashing the same shit over and over and over again. But the dialogue when it tries to be funny which is literally every three seconds and fails it every fails three seconds every single time <laughs> yeah. it tries to make a joke but in some ways when people try to make jokes that that aren't funny you'll see that it's just kind of like oh uh, i see what you tried to do and it just didn't it didn't come off the way you wanted it yep. to this it feels like it feels they like don't... a martian wrote these <laughs> lines mean, there's no way around it. They do not sound like jokes. They don't come off no. like jokes. It, it makes so little sense. Everything they say is just bizarre. It it feels like like a broken AI script bot wrote it, this. It does. Where it's just like, ah, oh, I'm so terrified. I feel like I've got barbecue sauce for blood. That yeah, that line what? definitely stood out. Okay. He's so terrified that he feels like he has barbecue sauce. Oh man, sauce I, I tell you, when I get stressed like this, I just feel like I'm Larry and Moe trying to put out a fire in Curly's pants. And then everybody just starts cracking up while they're hiding from a killer that they know yes. is, like, right around the corner. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. It's not... It, <laughs> yeah. This movie, there's not a, there's not a lot to it. This is going to be a short episode because this movie has nothing going on. There's also just a confounding amount of choices. Like, this is essentially fits right in with, like, Trick or Treat and... You know, right. uh, October Blood there is this kind of like metal horror. It's supposed to be a metal horror. Like, right. And we, then the there, choice of uh, the, the choice, choice of, of your main character. You get Tony Basil <laughs> playing the, the lead which singer of a metal band. And then you get Devo to do the soundtrack. Again, not a metal is, band. It's, the it's soundtrack's awesome. fantastic, it's but great. it's not metal. But like, why would you have a metal? Why wouldn't you say they're a, a, a no wave band or we something? Were, we were talking about this before. There's a band called Body Bags. And you're in the you're in the mid to late '80s, and you're looking for a female singer that represents heavy metal, punk rock, and is kind of scary. Who are you gonna choose? Jeez, ah, uh, you've got fucking Wendy O. Williams staring at you. Oh, I was thinking Kate Bush. Oh, it was Kate Bush? <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> but literally, Wendy O. Williams is yeah, just she been great. right there waiting. She's like, hey, I got nothing else going on. I'm, we're fucking working in an animal shelter at this point in my career. It's like, did did you, did you see me in Reform School Girls? I can do this She's shit. She's awesome. She would have been perfect. This movie would have been a cult classic if all the music had been done by the Plasmatics and Wendy O was the main female. But to be lead. fair, I 
I feel Tony Basil brings it hard in this. I think and she does a great job, and she's fun and spunky, but like, yep. she's not a metal singer. She's miscast. she's not dressed like a metal singer. Nope. She's not like, why would you have this? You're a metal singer. <laughs> just, mm. just say they're from a new wave band. And like, also, I I have to say, just <laughs> to defend Tony Basil in in general, she is not a lot of people like people know that Devo is amazing. Like people who are yeah. music fans know that Devo is a, a groundbreaking, amazing band. A lot of people don't know that Tony Basil is awesome and that she had a crazy band and that she played amazing stuff and that she was kind of a proto punk kind of weirdo. Like she was one of those like post punk icons. Yeah. Uh, but, I've, I've read that about her too, but, but I, very I, few I... people recognize that because her one, her one hit status which is the same for Devo. Yeah. Which, like, everybody knows Devo from Whip It, and they don't know but that it's they like, were... But it's like, you know, they put out, like, 20 more albums that are still going, That right? are just fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, and their I've last read, record is, like, one of the best albums they ever released. Yeah, I've read a lot of neat stuff about Tony Basil, but I, I have not listened to it. I'm not familiar. Also, so. she had she does, like, three Devo covers, including mm. Be Stiff, which is a fucking killer cover. Nice. Uh, so if you get to listen to Be Stiff by Devo, I think there's a music video for it, too. Uh awesome she she does a great cover of that cool uh yeah okay so let's talk about slaughterhouse let's go rock. to the rock okay uh toss me the rock i'm open okay um we're gonna go into a slimy dungeon uh <laughs> sort of a sewery kind of hallway who with... is this guy that my first question right <laughs> out of the gate uh, you know, you can you can ask. No, I mean, that... you're gonna ask that upon first. Uh, you're gonna ask that when you pop this movie sure. in for the first time. But like, the even at the end of the movie, you're like, "Who the fuck is this we've Frankenstein?" Seen this movie a couple times. Yeah. Who is Frankenstein? Who is this Frankenstein character? Nobody references him. He's not the big bad. We've met the big bad. Yep. He's just this dungeon nope. crawler. We don't know. Okay. Um, I'm sure that the director knew because I'm sure that because this hallway <laughs> seems to be in the mind of the killer and the killer is like this is his representation of himself inside something because the, the there's some sort of this is Is that the, what he's doing in the end? He's, escaping the mind of the killer? This is this is he's like He's got to go in the mind of the killer and knock on the door. It's like <laughs> the it's like the ethereal plane or like the, it, something happens because he opens the door and the souls can move on to the next world or something. So it's got to be I don't know the oh, Elysian that what he does? planes that what he does or something. At the end, or? I, I literally don't know what it is. I thought they just killed a ghost with fire. I, I mean, <laughs> again, this movie's not no not clear You're enough. You're not getting to, answers to make any of those answers. But the one thing that's kind of cool about this is that this entire opening looks like an Aurora model kit come yeah, to life. Like totally. I kind of like the I like the way that it looks like the prisoner model kit. Just like on a grand scale. And for that, I'm glad somebody made something that cool. You've got a great corpse that like jellied, disgusting, like corpse on the ground. The sound when Frankenstein rips the head off is great too. Oh, that that effect is disgusting. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, But yeah, so we see Frankenstein, basically. uh, Frankenstein's monster, uh, forgive me. uh, (laughs) Walking down the hallway in, you know, knee-high sewer water. He scares a rat. We cut to a dude shackled to the wall. Um, the the guy who's shackled to the wall pulls a sword out of that that greasy, gross corpse that looks like he's all jellified. It's really disgusting. And he starts hacking away at his shackle. And we've seen movies before. We yeah. know that this ain't going to work right. 
he's going to get to the point where he's going to have to saw one himself yeah, out of this I saw, situation. I saw a lot of movies where this happens in. Yes. So I, I saw, saw, saw a yes. lot of. You see what I? Uh, I know you've seen Saw. Got it. Yeah, uh, seen Saw. <laughs> uh, so he's 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 dicking around with that, and then he's like, "Well, I got to get away because I know that Frankenstein's coming for me." Frankenstein gets to that corpse. He pulls the head off for no reason, just because he's mad. Yeah, he's just like, "Look what but, I can do." But like, hey, in, Tina. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's a very it's a very Freddy moment, but. In this, like in a normal movie, it would have just been like a, a regular Halloween skeleton where you just pull the head off and nothing happens. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like the head comes off. In this, it's got like the brain and spinal yeah, cord. Yeah, all the goop falls out. Just fall out on the ground I after love he it. does it. It was that one of the best scenes and in the movie. And it's all floating in water and yeah. shit anyway, being gross. So it's like, it's, 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 it's awesome. It's an awesome gross out moment. We don't know who this guy is or what he's no. doing this for, and we never will, but it's awesome. Yep, sure. Uh, yeah, we'll never figure out who he is. I'm sure somebody has an answer to this. If you get an answer, hit us up. Give us a call. Uh, <laughs> lines are open. Send us a message on Instagram. People always send me messages on Instagram when I fuck other stuff up, so feel free to do it about something else. <laughs> uh, anyway, so he's he's not he's not getting getting any progress on the shackle, so he cuts his hand off, and then oh, he wakes up. It was a dream, but oh, his oh, hands his missing. Hands oh, it's a double, double dream. dream. He wakes up and his hands fine. Cut to credits. Is he dreaming those two? Uh, he's also dreaming these <laughs> credits. He wakes up and he's like, yeah. oh my god, Devo's gonna be here. Sick. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, it's just oh, Gerald shit, Castile no and Mark Mothersbaugh? I got oh, no money cool. for tickets. <laughs> uh, okay, so now we get these three 80s guys leaving their high school, Gargoyle, Gargoyle High School. Whatever it is. Gargoyle's cool. The Gargoyle is cool. Um, they're leaving a building where they probably go to school. I think it's college. Sure. Um, they seem like college guys. They do. Yeah, they live in a dorm, they, they, dorm house thing together. They live in a house together, so they're yeah. probably not in high school. They, one of the three dudes that's walking together is reading at our our main character who just had the dream. He's reading a paper at him and is like, he's reading the exposition. He's kind uh, this of this is uh, as much exposition as you can give to this thing that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Right, but like, this is a big expo dump. Yes, it's huge. Um, he's like, uh, hey, this group body bag. They went to Alcatraz. Uh, and they were killed. They found the lead singer, the woman who sings for them. They found her body hanging from a fire, the hose or something from a from a fire sprinkler pipe. Sure. I think is what he says. Uh, his friends are like, "Hey, you know, you've been having those weird dreams about a prison. Maybe these things are related." That imagine, does. imagine trick or treat a fragman just like never heard of Sammy Kerr. Exactly. That's what this movie does, and I don't know why. Why would you? Why? Yeah, it's you need to. She has no connection <laughs> no, to him. None. She draws him. She draws him to and she this says place. It, like, and she needed him for. I don't know why him. There's no connection here. Yeah, it could have been anybody, but she like he's she's not. He's not a fan of the band. No, it's, there's nothing going on. He's like, oh yeah, I, I think I've heard of. I've Bobby heard of Bad. them. I mean, he knows that they have uh, a certain amount of, like, corpses on stage, and he describes their stage show. Yep. But, yeah, no. It's weird. So, uh, whatever. It's It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, okay, so, and also, imagine, like, imagine that, like, 
you you've been having dreams you're like oh man i can't sleep very well been having dreams about i don't know like a potato field and it's like <laughs> dude Three people just died in a potato field. Yeah. Do you think it's related? No. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't. You should probably drop everything you're doing and go to that <laughs> potato field at midnight <laughs> with your teacher. That's crazy. Because you, because I guess you went to school at <laughs> night all of a sudden. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> and this is the we'll other thing is that we have so very little uh, character building for any of these characters, especially the, especially the woman who's the the teacher. The teacher. They're that, just all of a sudden there. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm here. You're a little den of, yeah, occult books and shit. You know about soul transfers or, yeah, it's shit. It's, it's confusing. It doesn't it doesn't mean much. Why are you guys even hanging out together? Like, what? You're yeah. his teacher. What? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so this this info dump is basically just to say that the body bags died on Alcatraz. These You've characters been dreaming of a, a prison. These characters are all roommates. Guy in sunglasses, guy with feathered hair. Those are our, those are our three main characters, and Alex. Uh, and also to reiterate that it's a female rock star that was killed there, so that we'll recognize her when we see her. Um, and then they're like, "Oh, and also he's seeing a therapist," which in '80s parlance in a horror movie basically is a you're either going to be the killer at the end of the movie or b. Uh, you have a an undiagnosed link to the supernatural somehow. Yes. That's the, mm. like every every horror movie from the eighties. Wait, who who was seeing the therapist, Alex? Yes, yeah, didn't she? I think they said you should talk to your therapist about it, or haven't you talked to your therapist about this or some dumb shit? Yeah. But uh, either way, uh, we meet our two female characters: the hot one that dresses hot, and the hot one that wears a sweater. <laughs> so nobody's ever gonna know she's hot. No, man, you can't figure it out because she's wearing a sweater. Uh, they go, they go visit the dude's apartment, and it's one of those '80s apartments. They have cringy dialogue all the way up to the thing. Then they get in, and it's totally one of those '80s dingy apartments but it's also like it also fits into that uh ninja three the domination yes. type like overly decorated ridiculous they have a whole front end of like a 70s cadillac <laughs> in the wall with They've, lights yep like, lit up skeleton uh yeah somebody nailed a, a hot water bottle to the wall in their hallway for oh, no reason those tricksters i guess <laughs> I, I don't understand any of that shit, but okay. So fine. it's what these three nerds and Alex's brother all live three in this house together, living in an Applebee's. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yes. So then, apparently, they're trying to get Alex together with the sweater wearing the frumpster, the frumpy sweater wearing girl, <laughs> and uh, and so I I don't know the name of any of the other characters. Oh, other I don't Alex. either. But uh, whatever, the two people who are there, matter. they break off to go have sex. So yep. guy and girlfriend go into the other room to be like, oh, we'll leave you alone. I left I left an earring behind your dresser. Well, and when they I also left make the time. comment to Alex. Alex's brother is just like, oh, here's my repeat sex offender little brother. And he's like, I swore they were under 18. And he's like, yeah, all 13 of them. And it's just like, and they all just laugh about it. It's Was like, that, is that Alex that they were talking yeah. about? Yeah. Jesus Christ! It's like, well, what? Okay, I'm really down with Alex now. It's, like, <laughs> yeah, it, but they, but nobody cares. All the girls laugh it off. The girl still goes on the date with him. They're just like everybody thinks. Like, it's what great. is this line? And this is where I mean. Like, this movie feels like it was written by a robot. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like 
I think this is human joke. Boop, beep, boop. <laughs> yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense. Oh, there's I mean, there's some real good stuff here. Uh, OK, so uh, they have they have loud sex in the other room, blah, blah, blah. It's annoying. So th- they're they're having they have another one of those exchanges with a joke that doesn't make sense, which is uh, she's like, oh, would you like to go out and get some food? Does an accordion player wear a pinky ring? Is what she says, and they go, "I, I don't, I don't know." So they just cut away because he can't answer that question, <laughs> and they, uh, they go to the. Is that a thing? I'm gonna start looking at every accordion player, so you know. Well, I only know How one, that and many? that's Weird Al Yankovic, and he doesn't wear a pinky ring, <laughs> so it doesn't make any sense. Uh, okay, so they go to the hippest family style restaurant in town. It's like neon everywhere. Everybody's smoking cigarettes, but everybody's also eating French fries at the same time. It's just like tables and, and tables. And we spend like fucking five minutes in slow motion going slow through motion. this restaurant. Listening to a listening Devo to song that wasn't good enough for any Devo record. While people are eating French fries in slow motion and just hearing <laughs> little snippets of their conversations oh. as if you were playing Grand Theft walking down the street. You well, know? It's, okay, so we start out with that where it's like, okay, the camera is going past. So, you know, of course, we're going to see a few things. We're going to see, we're going to hear some conversations and whatever. It's annoying and slow and boring, but that's fine. But then we get to the table. He starts having a conversation with the girl, and he starts having one of those, like, telepathic. Like one of those moments that like Jean Grey always has yeah. when her powers are going wonky and she can hear. I can't every focus con- on everything, but I can yes. focus on everything else. Every yeah. everything in the world is coming at him at once, and so he can hear every conversation in the room. And in order to show us that, they're just showing us five minutes of broken conversation, and none of it's and interesting, it's irritating. Yeah, because nobody finishes a thought in order for us to feel like he's in multiple places. Yeah. And and it's like, why couldn't this, maybe, maybe, maybe they should have been talking about the band and in these little conversations, they could have dropped more details sure. about what happened or something. Instead, it's just like, so when I looked at the cabinet and I was like, maybe I should paint it red. Right. And then they moved it's on. It's all like, non sequiturs. I don't care about any of this. No. And, and it goes on forever. <laughs> forever. And that is, I, I, Fuck, I literally fast forwarded this part of my second watch through. I was like, I don't need to watch the tracking through no, the restaurant. And the- of course, I love the I love the decoration in the back. The kind I of love like, that painting. That kind of like yeah, Keith Haring drawing monsters. Ah. Yeah, like drawing Godzilla monsters. And then uh, a monster arm breaks out of it. It's awesome. That's great. That part is really fun. Yeah. So like, he's a monster arm breaks through the back and it snaps him back to reality. And that's going to be that's a- what monster arms do when they rip out of walls. Yeah. I mean, he's going to okay. Pay attention to your frumpy girlfriend. <laughs> yes, your incredibly unattractive <laughs> girlfriend because she's wearing a sweater. Uh, they did the, uh, they did the thing that they did in uh, Evil Tunes. They just, I mean, uh, not Evil Tunes, a granny, where they just slap some glasses on Shannon Worry and yes. her, put her hair in a ponytail and be like, "You're ugly now." Yeah, <laughs> so hideous. All right, so uh, they go back to the apartment, and the other two roommates show up, and they start yelling about tennis. They have this big long it's discussion. Very funny. Like he's like. Uh, and if the tennis ball hits me in my balls, I'm going to sound like Flipper. Because <laughs> that's funny, robot. It's Beep, so terrible. This, And again, this has nothing to do with anything. Like like no. I'm saying, the reason this is not going to take much time to get through is because it's like, 
What happens here? Nothing. nothing. They talk about nothing. They're constantly talking about nothing. Uh, I mean, there is a nice moment when they walk in and the the guy's girlfriend is topless walking down the hallway. Yep. And so they do a little golf clap. And that that fits into like a, an 80s frat comedy. Definitely. Sure. That moment. Got it. That that works. It's not funny, but it works. Then it's like, okay, move on to Alex now. No. Nope. Let's hear some dumb things about hitting yourself in the nutsack with a tennis racket or some shit. Sure. And then Alex and the girl come home, and then there's more 80s shenanigans. Uh, Alex gets really needy because he doesn't want to be left alone with his dreams. Uh, and that doesn't go anywhere because he goes straight to sleep. Yeah, and without then, her. And then Bye. he wakes up in the middle of the night, and then we get another monster grab. He walks out of his bed and like monster grabs him through the wall. Uh, this time we get a really interesting... like monster pulling him apart on the floor yeah scene that effect looks cool i thought too. was really interesting but then it does the it does the smash cut to the laundromat as a juxtaposition shot and it doesn't look good and it doesn't work yeah like it the the two scenes don't look good together and so the juxtaposition well they trying, juxtapose the thing that doesn't juxtapose like, right like the creature yeah. the creature rips open his chest and digs in and pulls his whole rib cage out like yeah that would work if you juxtaposed to like pulling the guts out of a turkey you're planning for Thanksgiving. If if they'd cut to the laundromat and the door was open, he was pulling his pulling clothes the... out of the dryer. Also perfect. That would have worked, but it was I a was spinning just, dryer. I was just thinking of Thanksgiving. Uh, aren't we all? Because we're all excited <laughs> about Eli Roth's new movie coming yes. out soon. Yeah, Believe it or not, I actually am excited about that movie. I'm kind of excited too. I think it looks fun. Um, if he can, if he can keep it together for that movie and not just make it dumb, I'm, I'll be, yeah. or if he can make it perfectly dumb, I'll be very excited. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to make a good movie again. Cause like he made cabin fever and, um, that's it. Yeah. I hope Thanksgiving is awesome. <laughs> I hope it's as good as cabin fever. Uh, okay. So, uh, we meet another, a huge meathead who I guess is another one of his roommates is, must be the guy that's. Must be the guy later who turns into the monster. That's his brother. Sure. Okay. His meathead brother. That's the guy that was with the girl, I thought. I don't know. Everybody in this movie looks the same. They all look the same. I they all have the same me. haircut and they all look the same. Yeah. Except except the brother has a the not brother's curly hair. super burly. So yeah. if that's the brother, yeah, that's the brother. There's a really that's his big older brother. Dude. So that's, that's another thing that happens. His brother is the one that gets possessed by the guy in the jail and they never make that like. They never even do anything with that. Like, He's, I can't kill you. You're my brother. Right. You know what I mean? Nothing like that. He when it's never like, cares. No. he. That could be his brother. Uh, that could be anybody else. <laughs> yep. And his brother tries to psychoanalyze him in the laundromat, which is great because they play him as a meathead. So there is a little bit of like, if they had done this a little better, it would have actually been very funny <laughs> because he does kind of, he's like, hey, maybe you should like think about i don't know dreams and and he's like yeah great thanks bro thanks so much i'll see you later and it's like he's just a huge meathead dumbass there's also uh, obnoxious product placement here for moosehead beer yeah he's got a gigantic moosehead tank top the very next scene they're at their house and they got a six or a moosehead on the table it's like okay oh is this movie canadian i don't know probably (laughs) wow all right, uh, so... Fucking that, Canadians, man. Brian Adams and Slaughterhouse <laughs> Rock. They, they know how to treat us right. <laughs> Jesus. Mike Myers, Slaughterhouse Rock, Please, Alanis the, Morissette. The Canadian what government is has apologized to Brian Adams on several occasions. <laughs> uh, back in class, Alex is asleep. 
he was uh, he wakes up and his face is all melty and he's gagging worms out of his mm. mouth. He wakes up screaming. He sure is having some nightmares. Yeah, on a particular street. <laughs> Reminds me of someone else who had some nightmares on a street. Can't put my finger on who that was. I've seen some movie like that before. It's interesting. But whatever. Alex has barbecue sauce for blood. What is he going to yeah. do? Uh, he, <laughs> we go back to that stupid restaurant. He makes some He makes some joke about losing weight and having barbecue sauce for blood. That's the thing. This, this whole scene is just like, oh, I'm a, I'm a wreck. I'm, t- I'm terrible. Uh, my hands won't stop shaking. And his hands aren't shaking. <laughs> can't even be. Like, dude, if you're if you're telling somebody you can't stop your hands from shaking, at least move your hands while you're doing it, brah. I love it. He's not even a good enough actor to shake his <laughs> hands when he's saying his hands are shaking. But it doesn't matter. Uh, he drinks some beer and they listen to a song and it makes Alex crazy. He's like, I got to go find out what that song is. I do too because I can't understand it. Well, it's a song by Sammy Mitchell. Yes, that's that's Tony Basil. Okay, and that's it. Do you you don't have a song title? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, no, the, this is another another written by an alien robot that is malfunctioning. Line yeah. he said, that song totally sold out. I was trying to figure that out too. I don't know if that meant she sold out. Because here, this this mumble mouth bartender no, talks it, so fast. If it was if because I had this had the subtitles yep. on and I could hear it, he said I went back again because I was like that can't be what he said. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Song sold out. You can't get it anymore. Exactly, because <laughs> a song like a a band can sell out, a musician can sell yeah. out, an artist can sell out, but a song can't sell out. So maybe even all the singles are gone at the record store. I assume so, but it is not a thing that people say. No. That is not; those are not words that have ever come out of anyone's mouth. I'm before. just wondering what the song title is. He's like, "What is this song?" And he's like, "Oh, it's just like secure a fat lady." Like that's what YouTube <laughs> told me it was. Like well, I had the subtitles on my, and it was just like, "A secure a fat lady." It's totally sold out. Like what? <laughs> this song is not called "Secure a Fat Lady." What the hell does this guy call uh, that song? Yes, some <laughs> real typical human dialogue in this movie. So, uh, I'll be damned if I look it up and it's actually called To Secure a Fat Lady. <laughs> oh, that would be great. <laughs> Tony Basil's hit to song. To Secure a Fat Lady. So, uh, now some other random hot lady shows up at the apartment. We don't know who she is at this point. We have seen her in the background of a scene once. No, that's a teacher from the class. Well, sure. But at, watching the movie up until this point, it isn't like there, there was a there scene her... in the classroom no. where they were like, Okay, next time on Occult Studies, where we look at things that occur in prisons, uh, we'll be talking about the book. And, oh, Alex, I need you to say after, how are those dreams going? Sure. That's all we needed. I have a feeling that it's missing some scene like that, because, yes, this teacher just shows up, and it's like they're not surprised or being like, Miss Clark, what are you doing here? They're just like, oh, hey, okay. And that's how, <laughs> that's how every single character is handled in this movie. They are not given any chance to establish what they do or who they are yep they just show up and someone says oh hi you're the fireman you put out fires hello (laughs) and that's it and it's like oh okay cool now we're gonna go to the fire it's hello professor oh you teach an occult thing you have a cult book let's go look at it oh it was exactly pertaining to this one event you happened to purchase it at a yard sale that's Mm. great Amazing. But, okay, so she shows up. We're not even given a chance to get that kind of an introduction to her because she's Did like... Did we just join him in mid-conversation? 
And also she's like, hi. Oh, hi there, professor. And she's like, do you smell, do you smell smoke? And then they go to Alex's bedroom where the place is on fire. He's being roasted on a spit. He's got, <laughs> his back is all Freddy Kruegered. That's in the dream world though. In the dream. In his real bed, he's just laying under the oh, covers with fire everywhere. Right. And is this where we see him floating? No, that's no, another one. Okay, that's a different one. All right. Uh, and yeah, he this looks, one he's just on fire, but he's sleeping. He doesn't realize, and he's but he's he's in pain in the dream world. Right, and but man, they can they can see the flames. Yes. in the real world. I don't know how they did this effect, but holy crap! When the girls run up to the bed and they start waking him up, and the fire just goes off like that. It looked great. Yeah, like it looked great. The lighting just changed like that. Yeah. Like nothing yeah. adjusted. And I played that back like five times, being like. Did they just like freeze in the middle? There's no cuts though. It just seemed too drastic to change oh. all that light and fire. Like the fire was kind of in the foreground, but it just it didn't look yeah. like the fire went down. Like they turned off the gas, it just vanished. Like it looks so good. Did you look up this director at all? Is he like a is he, did he do like videos for Devo and Tony Basil? No, and stuff, he's done or? a bunch. He's he's produced a bunch of stuff and directed some mostly martial arts shit after this. And he made huh. the '80s comedy pretty smart, which is. I've had that forever. Never popped it in. It looks fun, though. Yeah, because, I mean, there's so much stuff that is competent, especially on the visual spectrum, like on yeah, the like on the visual effects end this of This movie things. looks good. Everything looks good. Sets, effects. The blocking for, like, the apartment looks terrible, but I think they just kind of got stuck with the, the idea that it's, like, they're just they're too close in that room because it does always look like there's always like a two shot of people on the couch and then you have to kind of oh, turn yeah. around it's like it always feels cramped well, i just think yeah i didn't even notice that i don't notice that shit but like i just thought everything looks nice yeah it does the, i mean it's 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 a very well-made movie except yeah. for the writing yeah the writing that's, that's is the just terrible it's martian writing it is legitimate martian writing uh it it's just too bad when somebody makes a movie like this and then doesn't, you know, like there was nobody to say, mm, let's get another pass on yep. this. You know, like it just seems like it would be nice to have another pass. And I would have liked to have seen it with better dialogue and yeah, like, better dialogue tightened and more up. explanations. Yeah. Like and actually paced properly with, you know, actual human motivations put on the characters, that kind of stuff. But we won't. Anyway, she, they go into Alex's room. He's in this music video thing with a vampire cannibal guy cutting up his corpse. He's got reused contact lenses from uh, the Thriller video. Yeah. He literally has the like the cat's eye Michael Jackson lenses. Yep. Uh, and he comes out of it when they wake him up. And, uh, uh-oh, now they can see the dream, so they know that something big is going on. Uh, so they all we assume we just smash cut we just like all the cuts in this movie are basically smash cuts everything is just like we're going we're in the room and they're basically mid-conversation wake up oh hi we're in yep. the professor's library i guess yeah yeah and she's like i have an old book that i found on alcatraz <laughs> that was buried there and it explains who this person is he's a cannibal his name is the commandant yeah is this who you saw like I've just got this picture of this I guy I think that you saw. Yeah, it's it. Real... Oh, I'll be damned! It was the guy you saw. <laughs> this is very convenient stuff. This is this is some very convenient stuff. 
but turn of the century, cannibals, blah, 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 some unimportant Native American stuff. The upshot is that uh, eventually he he was murdered. Well, he was murdered. He was uh, he was killed by uh, the Native Americans in revenge for him eating a bunch of them after he ate a bunch of prostitutes. And yes. Blah, blah, blah. That's his backstory. That's his backstory. That's the monster's backstory. And uh, apparently, he just loved eating prostitutes. He did, and apparently, he needs to confront the monster guy. Uh, Alex does. Oh, do they have like a like a weird like family bond or something? Nope. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been just easy? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's your he's my grandfather. Yeah. Oh, that would make sense. Anything that would have been so simple. And like, you've got to continue the the family the birthright of eating prostitutes (laughs) (laughs) you know you could stop the cycle of violence just by not eating prostitutes and that's all he does and that's the end of the movie uh but whatever alex has been chosen but he's refusing to uh heed his call to action because this is the point in his hero's journey joseph campbell etc uh he uh the the teacher wants to see for herself her she's giving herself an arc right here she's like hey do you want to care about me for a second um i have i have an arc because i've never seen the supernatural but i really want to you know when that could have come up in that scene before that never happened where they're in class yeah and she's talking about the occult so we have an established character who knows about the occult and, and wants she says in on it. all I've ever wanted in my life was to see something but I don't even believe that it's real. Yeah. If I could see it once I would die happy or some dumb shit like and that. And Eve should be like, "Well, come watch me sleep." <laughs> you watch me sleep, lady. <laughs> um, crack a can of something no, cold and no, eat it. No, kind of like bad impersonation of a fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sliced alone. Anyway, uh, okay, so... You call me Mushmouth. <laughs> I mean, everybody in this movie is... It's a Mushmouth. Yeah. Okay, so, as I've said before, all the characters' wants are told by the characters saying them out loud. I want to see a ghost. Okay, great. Perfect. Alex whines a bunch and then goes home to eat something cold out of a can and stay hey, awake all that night. Line. That's actually not a bad line. Uh, so we cut to a spooky room in Alcatraz, then back to the apartment, and now Alex is floating above his bed on a ray of light. It looks cool. It does. It looks great. Uh, in his dream, he's being cooked because, as we've said, his blood is made of barbecue sauce, which makes him extra <laughs> he's delicious. Super for yummy. He should never have. S- Do you think that's why he's getting the messages from no, the cannibal? Oh, that's world? why. The cannibal's like, holy fuck, this guy is going to be so tasty. His ghost friends told him that. Be like, look, I know you love prostitutes, but I know about a college kid who's got <laughs> barbecue hickory, sauce hickory for blood. blood. Uh, Mountain hickory, to be precise. To be precise. You really need to eat that guy. Mm. I'm going to drag him here to Alcatraz. <laughs> making me hungry. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the commandant eats a nice chunk of Alex is back before he wakes up and now all of his roommates have seen Alex's dreams in the real world and they have gotten bigger they're kind of pushing outward and this is you know everyone there and is they're like, kind of surprised a little bit they are no mildly surprised they are nowhere they don't near. care at all <laughs> <laughs> everyone's that's still what I'm looking for exactly the same like, oh, as they were okay I guess he's not I guess at least he's not floating anymore these guys, <laughs> not not bothered by much. 
so they have the conversation where they're like, <laughs> kids aren't even bothered by dying later on. <laughs> they're like, okay, we all need to, we need to leave right now. Yeah. Because what if we, if we go during the day when it makes sense to be there and it's safer, then I don't know. Who does it? won't okay, look as cool who on does film. This? The teacher's just like, no, we shouldn't wait. We should just go right now. It's obviously, I don't know. Let's just call it midnight. Sure. And then the other kids are just like, I shouldn't tell you this, but I got a fishing boat. <laughs> My dad's If this got a kid didn't boat. have a fishing boat, what would they be doing right now at midnight? Like, why did this teacher Hiring think it was a water taxi? no problem to just go to Alcatraz at at midnight on I, the on the fly? Yeah. And they and they were just like, there's there's no security there or anything. They no, can just go. Nothing. What the fuck? Let's just go. But think about this. Like they go out. So no, they, I'm not gonna think about this. The no, movie. The filmmakers didn't no, even they think didn't about think this. about it. But so <laughs> nobody nobody thinks to grab a crucifix. Nobody thinks to grab holy water or a gun or a knife or a sharp stick or a fucking club. Well, at the same time, they probably don't believe. Oh, but they saw. They saw, they saw everything. They you're right. You're right. You're right. Physical, like they they have evidence. Yeah, but they didn't care. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there we go. There you go. They no didn't prize. care. That's it. <laughs> All right. So they head out, and uh, they even they even fucking hang a lantern on it. They say, oh, "I wish I'd thought to bring a crucifix or silver bullets or something." And it's like, yeah, I, I or thought to just stay home because it's midnight. That is also a good idea. <laughs> Uh, they tie up the boat, they head up a cliff, and then Alex nearly falls to his death down a two-foot <laughs> fucking incline. That was so unnecessary. <laughs> they're all like, they're all climbing up these rocks, and it's it's a staircase. It's like a stairway that's made yeah. into the rock. And Alex walks up like two <laughs> stairs and he falls down. It is the saddest thing I've ever seen. Uh, but... There you go. Uh, they make some comments that they're totally shocked that the abandoned prison is spooky in the middle of the <laughs> night, which I thought was maybe shocking. And there's an eternity of beep, boop, beep, boop. grammatically confusing quips like, aren't you ever serious? Only when he's dead. <laughs> okay. Uh, and other things that sound like the AI that only speaks English as a second language. Oh, there was that other line that we glanced over when um they were discussing going to Alcatraz. And he's just like, why don't we just st- put a stake in his heart right now and get it over with? And the girl's like, real mature. He was like, I'd like to be old enough to be mature. She's yep. like, Redwoods don't live that long. Wait, what? Who was talking about trees? Redwoods <laughs> live for freaking ever. Oh, you see, like- <laughs> okay. Listen, this is... Okay, first off, it's because it's a poorly crafted joke, I can at least follow the logic of that joke. I can't. Tell me. The logic is that a redwood lives so long, a redwood lives 500 years, let's say. Yeah. That's... Even in that span, he's not going to mature. You see? That's that's the joke. It's rough. Oh, God. It is terrible. I hate it even more now. Oh, no, it is a very, very badly constructed joke, but it is, that is what they, yeah, sorry. Yeesh. Anyway, uh, we finally get monster vision and something is following our intrepid adventurers and there's what should have been a gag, but it's not. It's done seriously where we get this kind of like Hanna-Barbera thing where they're pretending that the same cell that the camera is in as they walk past 
is multiple cells. And so they're like walking past. They say some dumb gag. They walk past again as though they're walking down the hallway and the camera has stayed in this same room <laughs> with exactly the same shit on the walls through this whole thing. To be fair to them, uh, they only had one day to shoot in there and they wow. were not allowed to bring in anything, any equipment, basically. Like, they couldn't bring in the tracks for dollies or dollies oh, or wow. anything like that. And apparently the, the cameraman was on roller skates to get the dolly shot. That rules. Like, so. I mean, and... I love. I actually love the way that they did it. It's clever and yeah. it, it works. That's totally fine yep. by me. I like. I like great. I like creative use of space. And yeah, all I don't that. know if it was a money issue or that it was just Alcatraz being dicks. But apparently, they only had one day. They they did four days of. I would uh, imagine four days of um, outside shots, exterior yes. shots. But they were only allowed to shoot inside for one day, so they had to bang out everything they possibly could in one day inside. The rest of all of this was shot on sound studio. Yes, it was shot elsewhere. All of the stuff that looks like it's inside Alcatraz is shot, yeah, shot somewhere else. Yeah. Except for the jail cell scene where they're walking there. <laughs> Past the same jail, jail cell over yes, and over and they have again. a little fight in there near the end, too. Oh, so. that's right. Okay, so uh, the paranormal professor lady... Professor lady. <laughs> 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 oh, you caught the Slaughterhouse Rock Mushmouth disease! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, admittedly, the paranormal professor is a is a tongue twister. Uh, paranormal professor lady finds a door and she's like, there's recent damage to this door. It must be where the monster lives. Which is like, I mean, it also is Alcatraz, like a bunch it's of abandoned. kids. Everything probably, can be damaged. I'm sure kids can Why come aren't here there to, kids running all around if it's this easy to just get out to Alcatraz? It would be su- it's surprising to me that they don't run across a bunch of people who are hanging out at yeah. Alcatraz. <laughs> Why wasn't this band there after hours? Well, they did find that security guard dead in the trash can later on. So mm, there there was point. supposed to be security on here. So it isn't supposed to be this Oh, is that what that was? That was a security guard. Yeah. Thank you. He's dead in that barrel, and they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we found a dead body. They're like, oh. They're shocked for two seconds and then do not care after that. I mean, that's that's their MO. We've seen and it they, twice before already. They, they go back to making. Hey, your roommate's floating. Oh, shit. Again? Yes. Completely, <laughs> completely incomprehensible jokes right back. Uh, okay. So Alex gets grabbed from behind and pulled away with a music sting. The hands are noticeably ladylike. Hmm. hmm. Who could it be? He gets locked in a, lo- in a room and a ghostly Tony Basil talks to him from beyond the grave hmm. with so much crazy vocal effects, which makes it very hard to understand what she's saying, even though she's not mushmouthed like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, it's such w- a pet peeve of mine with ghosts and zombies in movies when they do that giant echo on their voice and it just sounds so mechanical like this doesn't sound supernatural this sounds like you put a ton of reverb and echo on no, a voice it, and yeah, it sounds it, stupid now it sounds like a phaser pedal yeah. is what it sounds like but there you go uh so we go back with the rest of the crew we find some shattered pottery <gasps> oh no and a corpse stuffed into a 50 gallon oil drum I guess that was the that's security, security guy. That's why it's so easy to get in right now. There you go. I just had one guy watching that whole island by himself that night. <laughs> they freak out and run outside, and then uh, the brother, whatever his name is, gets pulled backward, dragged down some stairs, and kind of That fall down the stairs stunt looked great. It did look really good. There's an otherworldly cartoon hole in the wall that had, like, it's the bricks are yeah. broken out in a really funny way. 
uh, and he's right next to a hole shaped like a coyote. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> next to a pile of bird seed on the ground, <laughs> a train tunnel painted <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> yes. Uh, Alex gets another info dump from Tony Basil. She's uh, she's from the band Body Bags. That decorates the the their stage with real corpses, but she dresses like a flapper for some reason. Um, she says, "Oopsie, let loose a monster that is indestructible." Uh, Killed by whole band. And oh, she didn't say this yet. No, oh, we no. find out in a second. Though. Yes, and all of the souls that have died here are powering him. He's some sort of dream killer powered by souls. A wholly original concept made by this movie. <laughs> One that might just scare a kid when they fall asleep in class. <laughs> yes. Richard pulls himself free. Oh, he's going to be fine. He climbs up the stairs. Richard's the name of the guy. Oh, hey, look at that. Uh, no uh, shit. Richard appears and he's doing a zombie walk now. Uh-oh, he's drooling. He's got glowing green eyes. He's all monstery. Uh-oh. His breathing is through a phase pedal too, so oh, now we know he's supernatural. Yep. I wouldn't have known if they no they didn't do that. Glowing eyes and the and the big sharp teeth and, and hey, the you weed smell, being and, blown through our door. Yeah, somebody's intentionally hotboxing the store. Yeah, it's obnoxious. They're literally just blowing it under. There's no way they're not doing this on purpose. You can't have this much fucking weed coming through the Why door. Why would anybody be doing this right now? I don't know. They want us to be high because this movie's so boring. Maybe it's a ghost doing it. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I was going to wonder if you smelled it over no, there. No, I, I absolutely okay. do smell the weed. Uh, okay. So, Good Lord. <laughs> Portland. What are you going to do? Fucking Portland. It's very Portlandy. I would not be surprised to find someone literally blocking they the do door. They do laying on the door and shooting smoke underneath the crack? That's my guess. Okay. Great. Why not, the, Portland? Uh, my guess is that he's laying on the ground, whoever it is. In front of the door, smoking. We're locked in here forever. I'm sorry. Ugh, I already had to climb over one person to get your laptop. I know. <laughs> oh, well. Okay. Not a humor joke. Nope. <laughs> Not great. Anyway. Okay. So, he... Uh, this is an unnecessary gross part of this movie. He pulls his girlfriend away. He's all monstery, and he assaults her, and she manages to break a pot over his head and run off. Yeah. It was gross. Uh, and then Richard takes off, and the group chases after him, even though they're... I mean, I guess maybe they don't believe that he's monstery. She's like, he's monstery. They and just don't care about they, things. They don't care about things, and they don't... They, they already don't, know something wishy-washy is going on they're on spooky ass alcatraz they don't react to situations like people do no uh so okay this is maybe the only thing about this movie that i found redeeming coming up here as far as the only thing well well, i've had a lot of pluses in this there's there's a lot of pluses but this is one of the more redeeming parts of the movie coming up uh tony basil has to get his soul out of his body. Oh my god, do you love her dance too? I love her dance. I love this dance. I mean, she's obviously she was a, a choreographer yeah. for cheerleading and stuff, so she she's very good at this stuff. But it's it was, it's a good thing that she knows this being dead for two days, how to I mean how to she, transfer somebody's soul out of their body after they die. She and, spent time at libraries. I don't know. Oh, if that's you, right. I don't know she if you read saw, a book. She found <laughs> buried in the by the bus station. 
Yes. There we go. Oh my God! Didn't she read the book that the professor has? And that was that book was at the at the library. It's at least the same prop. That's for damn sure. I don't know if it's meant to be the same That's so book. Weird. <laughs> That's so weird. But anyway, there's some pretty sweet Devo playing, and she does a silly dance, and it's great. Uh, the Scooby Gang finds Richard again, and they're like zoinks because he is a zombie now. He is a zombie. He and- is possessed by the commandant. Yes. The the prostitute eater has possessed Richard, Yep, Alex's brother, and it's, yeah, it's a Night of the Demons thing here. It's a Night of the Demons. And uh, he starts doing some really inhuman and impossible things that they... Watch me jump really high! If they hadn't believed that he was, that he was supernatural before, they now believe it because his jaw extends preternaturally large and then he bounds over a building essentially yep. so yeah he's he's a crazy super monster uh, and they're just like ah, his brother can float too so whatever it's true so uh tony basil does the uh the ghost of christmas past thing with alex and shows him the story somehow what the f was this it was a it, was a it fucking... totally was a christmas carol it's yeah. just like let me show you how this She's been dead here for a week. She just has this magic power already. She's like, so good at it. That's the thing. Like, she's man. They these people figure out the afterlife in this movie. Like nobody's business. Yeah. She's just like, oh, I'm dead, uh, and there's a bad guy here, and I guess since I'm dead, I can show you him in a live action mini movie. I'll I guess. present to you after I make your body rise out of your body. Sure. Okay. I mean, that's what she can do, and so. Uh, after we heard that, so again, the problem with this movie, the biggest problem is that uh, we've said this about a lot of movies, but I feel like this movie could be 20 minutes long. Yeah. Like if, for reals, because they are about to reiterate the thing that we learned in two different scenes prior to this. Yep. Only so, this time you actually see it. You see the History Channel uh, reenactment of it. <laughs> It's true. It isn't really a History Channel reenactment, but he killed a bunch of hookers, killed a bunch of Native Americans. They caught him, him, burned him alive. He ate him. Uh, but 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 he read enough books to know how to make a pact with the devil. That's true. This was that was the one thing. <laughs> it was like ah, but he killed enough people that he could make a pact with Satan. No, now. he read enough. Oh, was that it? He oh. read enough books that he could make a pact with Satan. They were too late in killing him, so now <laughs> Satan loves the book it program. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, all I get is a personal pan pizza. Oh, it's because he was eating corpses. Yeah. Okay, I get it. That's better. You eat 100 corpse pizzas and you get to make a deal with me. Oh, it's like, scratch. It's like an inverse of the Book It program, only with bodies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you eat a hum- 100 human bodies, you get one supernatural book. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's super cool. And then you can learn how to make a deal with me. What if you eat 100 personal pan pizzas? Do I get like a copy of Island of the Blue Dolphins or something? (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Okay, cool. Uh, Richard's corpse shows up, or actually Richard's spirit shows up now after this whole thing. And he's like, hey, bro, turns out I'm dead. Whoopsies. Whoopsie poopsie. (laughs) Um, and, And this begins, again, the... Just like everything else in this movie, the just disregarding the tone of everything where he is acting as though he's just dismissive of this whole situation. He's like, Haha, whatever, I'm dead. It's pretty cool. Everything's it's, fun. It's here. like 
all your friends are in mortal danger. Yep. You just literally died. Yep. Let's crack some jokes. How we doing tonight, people? Woo! And he's also like, hey, my, you're my brother and I love you and it's all cool and all this stuff. And like everyone else in this in this whole thing, they start out and for the first, you know, couple of minutes or a couple of scenes that we see them after they're dead, they're like, hey, hey jokey, jokey. Yeah. We want to help you. We're going to help you out with this stuff. And then the next scenes after that, they're like, you fucking asshole. You killed me. How dare you? <laughs> and then they bitch about how they died. And it's like, make up your mind, dude. Yeah. Like one tone or another. And this uh, that's what this movie is, man. It's an al- amalgamation of it's Nightmare on Elm Street. It's Night of the Demons. And it's, it's uh, American, American Werewolf, Werewolf in London. In London. Yeah. Because yeah. now we got all the American Werewolf dead friends coming. Yeah. yeah. And also and they're all and it's they're all vying for joke space yeah. where they're just like they're all cracking jokes. Good thing about they're everything. all good thing. They're all packing some ace material. Woo. Yes. <sighs> it's good stuff. <laughs> But okay, so we find out that all the spirits of the dead are just meandering around this island waiting for Alex to kill this cannibal guy. Um, and it turns out that Tony Basil opened his urn because she's not the brightest. And there's a big laundry list of instructions on how to kill this guy. Why did she open it again? Unclear? Or did Unclear. They... Unclear, okay. Uh, she she's like they basically again they hang a lantern on this too where it's like if you thought that there was a monster here why would you do this thing and yeah. she's like I didn't really believe in it if you didn't believe in well, it why then why did it? you do it in the first place I needed a bass player for body bags <laughs> right sure <laughs> uh, I don't care I would have accepted that I would have accepted any any motivation other She's than like, I, decorate the I stage. had no motivation. Yeah, I decorate the stage with corpses. How cool would it be if a corpse played bass? Like, sure. <laughs> that line's no dumber than any it's, other line no, in this movie. No, Just give not. it to me. You're right. <laughs> but and again, we we come up against another problem of this movie, which is that the denouement to our film here, the way that we best our villain, is. Com- like everything else in this movie completely incomprehensible to the average viewer they're like she's like there's a lot of stuff that you have to do you gotta burn him over here you gotta go into the other world and you gotta close the open the door and you gotta yeah. get past frankenstein and you gotta do this thing and it's like what? what what the fuck man makes no sense but there it is uh richard's body that is possessed by the evil spirit shows up and tears the the girl's throat out. Yes, the, it his... bites his girlfriend's throat yes. out. And and her friends are like, ah, oh, um, bye. Yeah, Alex <laughs> is like, just, just bounce. Oh, absolutely. Everybody's like, okay, uh, fuck this. <laughs> but then, like, Alex is like, oh shit. Um, what's the running time of like a film? Like, <laughs> it's gonna be like seventy minutes. Uh, how about I? Okay. Um. Have you heard about uh, all the stuff with the cannibal? Let me tell you the story. And so he tells the like he tells the fucking professor everything that they just learned in the scene prior. And so now we find out that the commandant needs to be burned. We find out that there's gas cans in a shed and a lighter in the pocket of the girl that just died. Because apparently, when you die, you still wear your clothes. But you don't have what's in your pockets. 
Right. Because they're ghosts, I guess. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. You can't I mean, give they're... you can't give a living person your ghost lighter. Right. It's a it's just a representation of of her. Just I think I have know. a lighter in my pocket. Whatever. Oh, I it's... had it. It's American Werewolf in London rules. The, oh, only, yeah. the only reason that she's dressed the way that she is there is because that's how it was in American Werewolf in London. They look so. how you look when you die. Sure. That's why dude that got his face punched out, um, we never get to see him. Because that effect he's is shy, too expensive. And that effect is too expensive. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so speaking of which, uh, that is uh, the, here is the scene where uh, the, the Richard monster punches his fist straight through a guy's head and the effect looks great it does look great and i feel really bad for the guy because as we just mentioned he's going to look like that now and he can't talk or anything because he's got a giant hand that went through his whole head you know somebody's gonna be the most annoying ghost when you're stuck on alcatraz and like everybody else can just like at least talk and then your one friend just has a gigantic hole for a face just arse face yeah preacher Yeah. yeah Uh, yeah. What do you think, dude? <laughs> Somebody needs to talk to God. I'm just saying maybe have a conversation with God about this. Um, okay, so Alex gets into the shed thanks to magic ghost powers that... What is up with that? Before they get to the shed to get the gas cans, Why? we just see this close-up of a master combination lock being spun and opening for them. Then they get there and they're like, oh, cool, we lucked out. And they can just take the lock off. But, like, is there a good ghost helping them somewhere that we don't know about? We assume it's Tony Basil. Why would she be... How can she do that? If she can do that, why couldn't she get them the lighter? If she can do that, why couldn't she get them the gas? If she can do that, why didn't she stop him? Exactly. Why isn't she fighting the monster? Exactly. There's a million things that it's like, why would you introduce this thing (laughs) that means nothing? Yeah. It could just be unlocked. They could just be like somebody get the keys from the right the, it's just uh, they didn't need, never even need to be a lock just open the door just open the door <laughs> just open the damn door anyway uh okay so he sends uh i guess her name is jan i wrote sure. it in, i wrote it in the <laughs> notes there <laughs> he sends jan to the old chapel whatever that and they're the other thing that's great about this is like they're constantly dropping shit where they're like Go to the old chapel as if we know where things are on Alcatraz. Yeah, as, we've never as been if here. The They've characters never been here. are like, oh, I'm intimately familiar with yeah. the chapel on Alcatraz. Please, as chaplain of Alcatraz, I know I know exactly where that is. And they're but like, they go, okay, let's make a plan for this demon. I'm gonna lure him in here, and then you bop him on the head. Great idea. Great plan. Great plan, and. With the, you just bop him on the head with this <laughs> crucifix board of wood thing. And also, the old chapel? Is there, is there, a, <laughs> is new, there a new one, too? New, new chapel on there's, the, there's crazy, on the decommissioned prison up. island? Uh, <laughs> interesting. But anyway, yes. Okay, so she does that. They go there. Uh, the professor lady's getting the lighter, uh, and she gets a corpse thrown on her. As she's grabbing the lighter out of the, like, Richard's on top of a, it's on a second story, and throws a corpse off the top, and it hits her, which does not injure her as much as you might think. For some reason, I don't remember this scene at all. Yeah, she's getting the, she's getting the lighter from the, the girl on the ground. Yep. And then Richard throws a corpse at her. It hits her, and she's kind of pinned down under the corpse, but then she gets away. 
It's fine. Oh, good for her. Good for her. Uh, uh, Tony Basil saves her here. He's, she's like, uh, hey, I'm going to fight you. And he's like, what are you going to do? Oh, and yeah. She's like, well, what are you going to do? Kill me again? Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, good. If you can do something, then maybe do more than you're doing. Okay, but, I remember the scene now, yeah. Yes. And, okay, so uh, Tony Basil goes back and does the soul removal dance again to get Alex's soul out of his body. And Wait, is soul out of his body or soul back in? I think it's out. I think it was out. I think he got him out again, but we never saw him go back in. Like, I don't know. Do, I don't know because... They're just like, we need more Tony Basil dancing. It's the best part. Exactly, Do it again. exactly. Because either way, he's now he's on the astral plane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just, <laughs> I think that's how the director sounded when the actors <laughs> asked him a question. <laughs> You're Wait, why am I doing this? Because you're on the uh, astral, astral plane. <laughs> you're, uh, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> last week. <laughs> uh, wait, am I going back in or out of my body? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of that fucking Ben Affleck story about filming Armageddon where he's like, wouldn't it make more sense to train uh, scientists to drill oil than to train oil drillers to do scientists? And, and he's like, Ben, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, that's why. He is, shut the fuck he up. not wrong. <laughs> uh, okay, so whatever. They've got to burn the guy and push open the door. That's all I know. And, and Dodge Frankenstein. And Dodge Frankenstein. <laughs> Speaking of which, is that, is that the greatest name for a car you've ever heard? The Dodge, Dodge Frankenstein? Fra I would buy that. Fuck, I would buy five Dodge Frankensteins. <laughs> I would never drive another car ever again if someone introduced the Dodge Frankenstein. I don't care if it's a rebadge neon. Just give me. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Oh, God. Oof. Yeah, sure, fine. Even if it is a neon, that's fine. That's the only way they can sell the used neons is to rebrand them as the Dodge Frankenstein. What used neons? When's the last time you seen one of those? I mean, they, it's just like when we were talking about Yugos. Yeah, <laughs> there are no neons left. Yeah, because they just exploded. Uh, anyway, okay, someone gets a big cross. I don't know. One of the people. <laughs> the plan doesn't work. The plan. I love. I love that they're like a sexy professor. They're like, and she just like starts disrobing. Like, hey. What the fuck? Did this killer's going after them anyway? <laughs> I, I mean, my favorite part of this is because clearly she did not want to actually show anything yeah. on screen. And so, and the director didn't know how to deal with how long this needed to go on. So she's like, button down three buttons, <laughs> cuts back. It's up to two buttons, button down another button and two buttons down four buttons. We're back up to one button, button down another button. It's uh, like every I'm going to take off my belt. Uh, we slipped it out of one loop. Oh, we slipped the belt's it back out of up. the next loop. <laughs> like, wow. It's pretty great. Yeah. It's really funny. Uh, either to way, lure this guy in there who was just coming anyway. He was, he was just going to be there. All you would have had to do is be like, Stand in the hey, I'm over and here. Be like, don't, please don't kill me. Please don't like, kill me. I'm don't. going to, though. That sounds fun. <laughs> yes. You know what? You got to give it to him. He never uses the B word. Yes. 
You know? Freddy. He's, he's a fake Freddy. Nah. Never calls anybody a bitch. Nope. He doesn't say much, really. He he doesn't. He has no quips. Yeah. Like, all of the all of the dumb 80s characters have quips, but he doesn't get a quip. That's bomb. That's kind of dumb. <laughs> but at the least... The director's like, fuck, I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> I knew I was forgetting something. <laughs> Kill quips would have would have absolutely been refreshing, yep. but... Oh, well. I mean... He doesn't kill anybody in any interesting ways, so it's like he like rips a girl's throat. He's a out fast killer. He just pops up, does it, and moves on. Yeah. Yeah, he's the kind of killer that if you had handed him a gun, he would have just shot everybody, and it yep. would have been like, oh, oh, like I mean, I guess it's efficient, but it's not very fun. <laughs> yeah. Well. Anyway, okay. So uh, Alex is basically now creating, recreating his dream. We're seeing him do. The same things we saw before. I thought at some point that he was Frankenstein from the opening, but oh. he's not. No, he's not. Because he's he's still dodging Frankenstein. He's still dodging Frankenstein. He's still in he's still in his Dodge Frankenstein driving down this hallway <laughs> and blasting Devo. <laughs> he's listening to Devo. Uh, but whatever, the monster's following him. He. It's really weird because, okay, he's down, he's, it's played as though he's literally beneath the building that they're in because the monster starts hammering his hands against the wall when they fail to kill him at first. Then the walls start collapsing on the astral plane slash whatever and shit starts falling on Alex. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't really get that at all. But again, it's another thing that doesn't make sense. Not a shocker. Uh, So also a rock falls on Alex and his sleeping. No, he he is out of his body because he's laying in the other place. His body, his hand snaps. That's his, right. His wrist snaps while he's in the real down, world. And that That's, looks amazing. Yes. That effect oh, looks totally right. phenomenal. Uh, and so... Apparently his soul is vulnerable to bricks. So is did what he we've ever? Learned. Okay, so he's out of his body, but yep. did he ever get put back in? I feel like Tony Basil did the dance to get him out of the body, but I don't recall him ever re-entering the body to come back out again. I mean, he snaps. He basically snaps back there because he's there, and then he kisses Tony Basil at the end. Yeah, but I'm talking before this part. Like she did that dance, oh, he came yeah, out of his yeah. body. Oh, that's just did bad. we ever see him no, going no, no. back? It's just bad editing. So then she danced yeah. and got him back out when he was already still out, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, it doesn't make sense and it doesn't work. Don't <laughs> okay. don't don't think about it. Sorry. Don't think about it. Sorry. It's gonna confuse you because <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Okay. So now because we're at the point in the movie where it needs to happen, these two women who were outclassed by a supernatural monster that is like able to leap tall buildings in a single bound more powerful than a locomotive up until this point they then can overcome him at this juncture because they have sticks because they have sticks and it is the point in the script where you need to be able to take the monster out so they beat the ever-living shit out of this monster somehow and uh they set him on fire and but for some reason the teacher is just like they're pouring gas on their way out the door. Yeah. And she's like, I think I'll start this fire away over here by walking close to the guy that we just threw across the room. And so, so the- she can get grabbed by the ankles. So Professor explodes. 
basically. Yeah, she right? did. So the the building explodes. That monster's dead, but there's still the monster in the dream that's coming after him. It grabs Alex's soul's ankle, whatever this is, but he still manages to get to the door. He opens it and it blows Frankenstein away and takes the souls to heaven and something, something, something. I don't know really what's happening. Um, Alex saves it. <laughs> Alex kind saves. Of. Sure. Alex, Alex saves himself and, and, and from front sweater girl yeah he he saves the day and he wakes up with his soul back in his body and then tony basil says i need to do something very important before i go thank you for saving me you're the only person who was ever nice to me or ever cared about me or ever did something nice or whatever and so she smooches him on her way to pass to the other side but then we cut away to what is a scary tag because He's playing piano in a nice house. It's at it's he's at Sweater Girl's sister's house for sure. some reason. Don't understand. They don't they don't even I don't know why. But he's playing piano and she said, I don't know I didn't know that you played piano and he says, I don't wink. Okay. Is that Tony Basil? <laughs> did, oh, she did she possess trans- him? <laughs> wow. Or hmm. did she did she give him or is it just her weird? musical ability? Yeah. It's it has to be one of those two things. I think she I literally th- was like, "Here, have my piano playing." <laughs> I don't think he is her. Cuz I'm in a Cannibal Corpse band and so my piano playing is totally going to be the thing that people yes. are going to want. Uh, uh yeah, I I, th- I think it's just one of those dumb things where it's like, "Oh, I have musical talent now from saving a musician, I guess." Maybe. And so now when I play this baby grand, it sounds like Mark Mothersbaugh <laughs> synthesizer. Noodling on a very cheap synthesizer. <laughs> Mark, you have some really good synthesizers. I don't know. Use your Rugrats money for this. <laughs> what, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, oh, was Rugrats a was a little earlier than that. This was the, he didn't have his Rugrats This money was the yet. first movie he ever scored. Really? Yes. So this is the beginning of Mutato Musica. Yeah. That's great. Uh, which is now so big that he has his own fucking building Mm. holy shit oh mark mothersbaugh amazing so yeah this wasn't all of devo although they say it is but it was scored by gerald castile and and mark mothersbaugh just those two oh for real yeah and then it says music by devo but i think it's just the songs yeah i think it's just the songs that didn't make the cut for any of their records that they used in there because I mean I didn't recognize the one actual song that they played and I have a lot of fucking Devo records <laughs> uh, so I feel like I would have recognized I'm just it. Uh, I'm, a ca- I'm a casual fan I can't name uh, I appreciate I, I like but. yeah I'm I'm more than a casual fan yep. of Devo <laughs> definitely uh, I had a wonderful experience uh, by accident uh, actually it was a terrible experience I had this thing happen where somebody was like, oh my God, there were these tickets that were supposed to be given out to a contest winner and it didn't happen. And they were VIP tickets to Devo. Hmm. And I was, and they were like, it, it didn't work out. Do you want them? And I was like, yeah, I'll take them. And, uh, and the person gave me the tickets. I came into work. This was, I was working at another place, uh, another comic shop. And they were like, so how was Devo? And I was like, wait, that was, Oh, I was supposed to go today? What? (laughs) 
So I missed out on seeing Devo and going to like a VIP like meet and greet thing. Oh my gosh, but you just got the dates wrong? I just got the dates wrong. Ugh. I just assumed it wasn't that literally that day. But, you know, maybe I shouldn't assume things. Ugh. My, I have a, I have a similar tragic story. In, in high school, I had tickets for, it was Primus, Buckethead, and Incubus. Ooh. And this was Incubus on the Science album when, right. when they when they were an actual band that was right. great. Um, and uh, so I went to the Civic Center here in town to see them, and I get there, and there's like tons of kids running everywhere. I see a big school bus from a church, and I'm just like, what the hell is going on here tonight? So I asked somebody, and they're like, Portland Pirates hockey game. And I checked in my ticket first for the Augusta Civic Center, not the Portland <gasps> Civic Center. Oh! And this was when I was in high school. I just started driving. I have no idea how to get to Augusta, where it is. This is oh, no cell phones. I, I, dude. I needed freaking MapQuest pictures just to drive up here. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah. Needless yeah. to say, I missed that show. And oh, damn. That's too bad. Uh, well. Oh, well. Here's to missed exactly. cool shows. Speaking of missed opportunities... Slaughterhouse Rock. <laughs> uh, I don't know about this movie. I mean, I know I've seen it probably five times. Yep. And I feel like it's one of those movies that I've seen a bunch of times because I forget how terrible it is. Yeah, same. I, I, I must have also have seen it a bunch of times because I, I suggested watching this movie and then I started watching this and then I actually Googled our podcast because I was like, have we done this? Like, it seems so familiar to me. Like, I like it would have been a movie that we've done. Because we did Rocktober Blood, which yeah. always reminds me of this, but the movie itself is totally, completely, completely totally different. different. But watching this, it just hit me so familiar. Like, I felt like I watched, I felt like I did this for our podcast. Yeah. Once. Nope. It's, I don't know. It's, it's a movie that I always expect to be better than it is. Or, again, like we said, I expect it to be more of a heavy metal. Yeah movie than it is this should have been a metal exploitation movie yep and i think that's probably one of the biggest problems that i have with it is just the fact that it isn't a bunch of metal heads running around it's like a it po- it's like a poser metal movie like when, well, when you yeah. when, when you when you I mean, link this up with like black roses and rocktober and all those you know what i mean you're just I mean, like this guy you look at the box and it's just like demon alcatraz it's called rock you know what i mean like it also looks just like American Werewolf in London too. Like it's it's weird that the poster to this even looks like the poster to American Werewolf in London. They love that werewolf. They do. I mean, it's a good werewolf. It's, great werewolf. it's a it's a weird thing to be ripping something off that blatantly. Yep. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this movie. I personally, I mean, I will say it's a bad movie with tons of bad dialogue, yeah. but it delivers everything that I love in an 80s Eighty uh, supernatural horror like this is my f- probably yes. my favorite genre. Give me yes. that sleep, uh, Night oh, of the Demon style. Anything that's, anything that's influenced by by uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I'm always going to be shit. excited yep. about it. That that was the thing that made horror movies better for me was when Nightmare on Elm Street changed the game for all of this, and it was like, oh, we can do crazy wacky stuff and exactly. that, that opens it up to doing big effects stuff that doesn't need to be grounded in the real world exactly yeah that's yeah, where yeah. that's where you get your societies from that's and all I this love. kind of yep. shit and and i love it uh this one just doesn't take that opportunity and run with it but for me it just ticks all the boxes of what i want it's not anywhere near as good as night of the demons or, or Elm Street bad or, dreams or bad dreams but it's still i still find it an enjoyable watch and i do like I, I find the bad dialogue endearing if, if you know when it's coming and you, yes. you, you just laugh at these horrible actors and horrible lines like <laughs> it's, 
It is. It is. It's kind definitely of funny. A so bad it's good. It is I, okay. I think I will I, never. I will not say it's good though. <laughs> yeah, it definitely falls into probably so bad that it's good yeah. for me as well because I know even after watching it and being like, like honestly, kind of blown away at how bad and boring some of it was. I think about it and I'm like, I think about that cover and I'm like, I'd put that in again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, for, I'll forget how stupid this I'll is in a couple that. years. <laughs> There's so many movies like that that I just like, I forget that they're not good and I go back and I watch them over and over and over again and I'm like, oh yeah, that. I'll remember <laughs> next time. I never oh. remember. <laughs> my brain doesn't work anymore. But anyway, um, speaking of uh, why my brain doesn't work anymore, Coast City Comics, where I work, uh <laughs> Sorry, I've been working a lot of hours and my brain is totally Boss man fried. driving you crazy. He sure is. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so buy stuff from us so that we can keep making these podcasts and uh, spend enough money that I can get some sleep. And I believe we have a <laughs> special guest coming up at the end of the book. We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, Jackie Kong who's going to do something for the podcast and we're going to do... I don't exactly know what we're going to do if we're going to just do an interview kind of talk thing. We should plan this out so we don't look like a couple chuckleheads. Eh, we're going to look like chuckleheads anyway. <laughs> she just sent me an email asking me to redesign a logo for a book, so she's going to owe me a favor at the end of this anyway. Nice. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's going to be Blood Diner. But yeah, Jackie be- Kong's coming up. We're watching Blood Diner. And, uh, Doing a I'm book gonna, signing at the shop. Yep, we're going to have, obviously, we're going to have our Tupman Cafe shirts that we always have. Uh, and we're going to make a new shirt and a new screen print. We're going to do like a full like poster screen print uh, of a new design that I just came up with. And uh, it's going to be fun. And we'll have new shirts of that as well. Yes, get yourself a Tupman Cafe tank top. Because uh, I like to tell people the best thing about that shirt is... If you get a bunch of stains on it, it just makes it more screen accurate. Exactly. So I love cooking in my Tubman Cafe shirt, and if I spill shit on it, it's just like awesome. This is perfect. Yep. Uh, yeah, and also because we've had requests for it, uh, I will make T-shirts for the for the event. I will do the Tubman Cafe shirts as T-shirts. Nice for the first time ever. Uh, and ours is the only screen accurate one out there. And also it's the only one that's approved by Jackie. Yes, officially uh, licensed. We're the only official one and every other one is a dumb bootleg. And also ours is way better. Like the design. <laughs> I literally worked with Jackie. She was like, no, move this up. No, do this. Do, <laughs> do this. And she literally like helped me make the design. Yep. So nice. it is it is the only one that is approved and it is the correct dude. If I even, <laughs> if I told you how many times we talked about how far it needed to be from the neckline, yeah. you wouldn't believe me. <laughs> it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of times, but uh, it's precise. It is pretty fucking precise, but it's great. And uh, yeah, so hit us up, buy some stuff from Coast City. Buy a. We even have Coast City. Uh, we even have Funbox Monster Podcast T-shirt. Buy a Funbox Monster Podcast T-shirt. Uh, we also have Blu-rays and DVDs and shit on there. We've got all sorts of crazy shit. We've got all the Blu-rays of the movies we're covering here. Almost, like... We almost. have them all. <laughs> we do have a lot. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week about something drastically better than this movie, and the podcast Maybe. will be so much more enjoyable than Maybe. whatever this was. Maybe. You, you're making big promises. <laughs> okay, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Good night.